he's gay. I mean, he's gay, excuse me, he's blind. If you're at lunch, or if you have no appetite, now is a good time to switch off the radio. It will not be pleasant listening. Welcome to the Lawrence Ross Show. You sound a little taller on radio. A two-hour weekly exploration into the mind of a man who calls it like he sees it, but he can't see his audience. So what if I'm blind? At least I don't have to look at your ugly face. Want to interact with this fool? You need a Call or text the comment line. 813-602-2715. Hope you enjoy the program because no refunds will be issued. And we'll do it live. I took a course in Hallelujah. I went to night school for deep blues. The Lawrence Rock Show. Hope you some if you would like to be on the program tonight, 816-602-2715, you can call or text. They got a little thing going on for tonight. that song ever since I heard it in like 1994 I believe is when it first came out so that's that's something that I've always 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 been a proponent of always always and always have enjoyed that song anyway ladies and gentlemen if you would like to get a hold of me tonight the number is 813-602-2715 that is the text or comment uh, that's uh, you can either text or call gladly put you on I uh, just want to announce that uh going to be doing another giveaway, so hopefully everybody is tuned in for this. And uh, it's going to go on from now until Sunday, Super Bowl 55. All you got to do, text 813-602-2715 with your Super Bowl predictions, either Kansas or Tampa, one of the two. You, you, can, you can say Kansas City Chiefs, you can say Chiefs, you can, you can, you can, you know, you can just, you know, just just say anything that lets me know you're pulling for what team. You know, you, you can even you can even text quarterback names in there. I don't care. But the first person who texts me a Kansas uh, text and a Tampa uh, text, uh, you will both be receiving the brand new IC character T-shirt. So hope that you guys enjoy that. And, well, let's get into the uh, program. So, let's see. So, Friday. Yeah, so let's see. So, Friday and all that much. Just watched uh, some TV and stuff. And then Saturday was about the same. You know, there really really isn't all that much to really do. So, you know, it's a lot, a lot of the stuff is very circular. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, Sunday was uh, Sunday, you know, laundry day, all that stuff. All that fun stuff. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, when, when, I, when I do my laundry, it seems like the thing I always end up with, you know, it's, 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 it's always going to happen. Like the, the, miss, the proverbial missing sock. It's like, you know, it's like you, you get one sock and then you get another sock and it's not the right one. And then 
you look forever to try to find the other sock, and then you eventually find the other sock, and then it's like, wait a second, I, I really, really, really don't need this now. I, it's, it's, it's kind of, kind of pointless. <laughs> but, but then you know, then of course it happens. You know, but, but by the time you have found the other sock, it's like, yeah, I don't need it now, and the other one has gone missing. Or you know, or just simply be a case of how the, uh, uh, like the elastic will sometimes go in a sock if, if that does happen. I mean, I, I've never had that happen. I just, I, I typically end up with socks just disappearing. And it's, it's, it's really a bummer because, you know, <clears throat> could you buy these, you know, could you buy these pairs of socks? They're going to last forever and ever. And then next thing you know, let's say, you know, let, let's say you buy, I don't know, like a dozen socks or something. And then by like, I don't know, like six months or a year, you're down to six pairs. It's like, what happened? You know, you know, you're only down to, you're down to six or five. It's like, what happened? Well, the dryer keeps eating them. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It is just crazy. And, uh, well, this happened last week, uh, in the middle of the night. And this is never fun, man. I've, 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 I've always, I've always, I always panic when I get these, uh, especially in the middle of the night, middle of the night, leg cramps, especially in like the calf area. You ever get those? Oh man, I'll forget it. And, and I've, I've, I've read so many different pieces of advice over the years, like grab your toes and pull your leg up to your chest and it should heal. Well, that doesn't work for someone like me because when I get a leg cramp, I just, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I turn like a wild animal. I'm like, oh, 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 I'm, I'm screaming my head off. I'm like, oh gosh. And, 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 and I'm afraid, and I'm afraid to like put any weight on it because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to break anything. So it's, it's, it's really hard to you know, it's, it's really hard for me to, you know, truly combat these things. And I mean, I mean, they don't happen frequently, but when they do, I mean, it's a real pain in the neck and, you know, it's, you know, it's like, and, and I've often heard like massaging, it helps, but then some people say, no, don't massage it. Then it's like, you know, just lay there until it goes away. Well, that might not work. And as I said earlier, you know, standing on it, you know, I'm a little nervous to do that because what, you know, what if it breaks? You know, there, there, there always is that there is always that. Very, it's, it's something to consider, ladies and gentlemen, but I don't know, I've, I've, I've heard like potassium intake will help, drinking more water, which I need to do, yeah, but you know, it's just, it's just, it's just something that I guess, I don't know, I, I, I don't think we all get it, but it just, it just sucks, it just, it stinks, <laughs> it stinks and it ain't fun, it ain't fun when you're all cramped up and you can barely go anywhere. Especially in the middle of the night, it's like you know, all all you want, you know, all you want to do is get up, use the bathroom, get up, get a drink of water. All of a sudden, the leg cramp happens, and you start freaking out, wakes everybody else up. So it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> another painful experience. It just, I don't know, it just, it, it happens. <laughs> it happens in life. You know, you know, you get these darn leg cramps. Yeah, but anyway, all right, okay. So let's see. I don't have any other like. Uh, uh, personal recap stuff to really tell you about other, other than I've just uh, I've been watching a lot of TV I checked out the movie Life the other day that that was pretty good it was with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence they play these convicts who go to jail wrongfully if I if I'm right but it was it was a it was a it was a pretty good movie it's a pretty good movie I mean it wasn't like Shawshank Redemption but still it was good it was, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was good. I mean, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like great or it wasn't like excellent. It was, it was, it was good. It was entertaining for what it was. 
All right. And uh, well, now this this is gonna be kind of a you know this 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 might this might be pretty big actually. So uh, well, I gotta uh, step away for a little bit. Stand by. Oh, wait, hold on. I dang it. You know I didn't have the uh, didn't have the plug in. Yeah, I know, man. I'm <laughs> I forgot to have the plug in. All right. Here we go. All right. All right. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna step away. So uh, I gotta let this guy take over. Stand by. This guy and his uh bunch from southern california this is the jim rome show what is up a tremendous friday to each and one of you i am jim rome dropping it on the lord's ross show a little bit of a break from the leg cramp smack or the I just saw this movie for the, for the first time, smack. All right. Big Super Bowl game this weekend, Tampa versus Kansas. It's going to be an awesome game. It's going to be great. First time the Buccaneers have ever been in a Super Bowl where they actually have home field advantage. So that is great right there. Nothing like home field advantage. Home field advantage is just great because that is basically your turf. That is your turf. That is great. Does not suck. All right. So, I personally think that, uh, I think, if you're asking me, I think Kansas is going to win it. They're going to get it. Because they're great. Andy Reid's great. Great guest of the jungle. Great guy. Great guy. All right. Getting some emails, some tweets here. Tiny right now, clones. Got my finger on the button. Some of you guys are going to get blocked, probably, because some of this smack might be good to you, but it ain't good here. Some of it kind of stinks sometimes. That's how you clothes are. All right. Hey, Jim. Will. Hey, Jim. Question about the Super Bowl halftime show. Will one of the guys from the weekend decide to spark up during the halftime show? Rod and Austin. All right, Rod, you're blocked. Bye. They're not going to be smoking weed at the halftime show, dude. Seriously. I know that Florida legalized the medical hippie lettuce, but they didn't, rec- but they didn't legalize the recreational hippie lettuce just yet anyway. So you guys in Florida got to wait. All right, another one. Dear Jim, Patrick is my Mahomie. Signed, everyone in Kansas. Charles and... West Fort, Virginia. All right, Charles, you're blocked. Block! Block! That is so cliche. Because that is what everyone in Kansas is saying right now. Because they love Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is great, by the way. Number 15. Getting it done. And he's going up against Tom Brady. Another great. And it is great. Now, I would like to play for you. I got some... Because I, I, I got some stuff here from some comedians that says some clothes wanted me to play. I generally don't play stuff from comedians on this show, not that much. I mean, I used to have Jay Moore as the guest, as the fill-in host sometimes. But I've been asked to play this, and since we are, and since this is internet radio, don't worry about the FCC, which I don't have a problem with the FCC. I mean, I've never said anything, like, offensive on the air or anything, but... I just like the freedom of being able to play some of these clips 
some of these uncensored clips, some of this football, some of this Super Bowl halftime show smack. All right, this one's from Chris Rock, where he talks about Janet Jackson when she whipped out her left. Urgh. Janet went crazy, whipping out a pity on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. What the fuck is wrong with this girl? This ain't deja vu. This ain't Magic City, motherfucker. It's a Super Bowl. A titty on a Sunday afternoon. People coming home from church, cutting on the TV. Oh, my God. A titty on a Sunday afternoon. And a 40-year-old titty at that. (laughs) You can't just whip out a 40-year-old titty. You got to have permits. (laughs) You got to talk to the planning commission. What the fuck? It's girls going wild. It ain't ladies going wild. It ain't auntie going wild. What the fuck is wrong with this girl? Whipping out a titty. 40-year-old titty, that's your man titty. That's your man's titty. 20-year-old titty, that's community titty. (laughs) That's for all to see. The titty couldn't even believe he was outside. The titty was like, oh shit, what the fuck going on? <laughs> Close the door. Close the door. All right, that is technically not in the running for Smack Off Champion, but I really think that should be if it was, if it was in front of an audience, if he was actually just on a landline, that would have been a great, great call. Great call. Great play. All right. One more clip here. It's from Jim Florentine. The guy who used to be on Inside the NFL on HBO. I remember watching that. You saw about that when I was on ESPN. Jim Rome is burning. And also on Showtime, too. All right. Now, here's a clip of Jim Florentine where he talks about the following year's halftime show when it was Paul McCartney. Speaking of homos, I don't care if the gays get married. Let them get married. Who cares? Anyone wants to fight this day and age, you'll get married. Let them go do it. You know, it's going to be weird, though, if two gay guys get married and they break up. How are they going to split the gerbil, you know? Wow, gerbil smack. Seriously, it's going to be like visitation rights. I gave her the weekend like a kid, you know? The guy will be out the door. I'll see you Sunday night. Little gerbil runs out to the car with a backpack on. <laughs> Make sure you wash them off before you bring them back home, will you? <laughs> all right, all right, relax. <laughs> I understand we're in very conservative times in this country. I understand that. That's why we had Paul McCartney at halftime during the Super Bowl this year, in case any crazy shit broke out. I wish he would have done something to mess with the FCC that day, you know? Like maybe take his wife's fake lake off and play the guitar with it, you know? <laughs> How great would that have been, right? What would the FCC say? Is that offensive? I don't know. The kids. All right. That is great right there. Little FCC smack. It's always great. That is great. All right. Want to bring in a couple of people here real quick. They're going to be giving you their Super Bowl predictions real... uh, They're going to be giving you their Super Bowl predictions. As I said earlier, I'm going with Kansas. Where is that the system there? There it is. All right. Wait for it to load, because the guy who does this show, he didn't load up the NFL theme. I don't know why he didn't load up. Well, anyway. All right. 
turn the sound down a little bit. All right, there we go. All right, there we go. Oh, that's yeah. All right, stand by. Turn the volume down a little bit. Not sure how loud the volume is on this. Stand by. All right, there we go. Got to turn it down a little bit. There we go. All right. Bring some of these people in real quick. All right, man, what's up? Hello, this is Stewie, and I'm going with Kansas, because I really enjoy the barbecue, and uh, I want Patrick Mahomes' secret as to how he's such a good quarterback. And, uh, yeah. And uh, the fat man makes too much clam chowder, so what a switch. All right, great, great take. All right, Norm, what you got, man? Hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Tampa, uh, mainly because uh, we all know about uh, Tom Brady's balls. <laughs> all right, that is a great take. All right, let's go to Christopher. What's up, Christopher? Hello, yes, pulling for Kansas. The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. And I'll tell you this, Andy Reid, the color of the Gatorade is going to be red to match the Chiefs. Oh, all right. All right, let's go to Andrew. Andrew, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Hey, listen. Listen, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs because there's nothing like eating barbecue out of a hooker's twat. Ow! I'm over here now. All right. Dice Man with a pick. Stewie Griffin with a pick. Norm McDonald with a pick. And Christopher Walken with a pick. All right. Just gonna let the music ride a little bit more, Travis. Even though he's not here anymore. There you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. And that is my time. I'm Jim Rub. Hope you enjoyed this. Now back to the blind dude. Alright, everybody, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Jim, for that uh, sports uh, filling. You got it. All right. There we go with that. Takes care of that. All right. Now, uh, now let's talk seriously about uh, about if, um, about the Super Bowl and and and, and some uh, 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 some other uh, uh, some other observations I want to make. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go with Kansas. I'm not sure what the spread is it might be three and a half points i think it's what the experts are saying but i haven't looked but nevertheless i mean i i do think kansas is going to get it i think they're gonna get back-to-back championships i mean that 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 would be so cool if 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 we could get that i mean you know back-to-back championships i'm i'm not sure well actually i'm i am not sure if that's ever been done now that i think about it I'm not sure if a Super Bowl, huh? I'm not sure if a Super Bowl team has ever gone 
twice in the same uh, in in the same in uh, like uh, consecutively. Uh, I, I, I know the New England Patriots has been there like nine times. I know that, but it wasn't all consecutively. Same thing with the Giants. I, I know, well, I take it back. I, I know the Buffalo Bills have gone to four Super Bowls, but they've lost all of them. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills are kind of like the Tampa Bay Rays of baseball in regards to, yeah, they've been to the big game, but they have been able to uh, get the big prize. <laughs> so that's... That's just, that's just crazy. But I want to go back to about a year ago. going to go to January 19th, I, be- I believe it was. Yeah, uh, uh, wait, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was January 19th, 2020. And this was when Kansas went, when it was announced that Kansas was going to Super Bowl for the first time. Damn! And this is from, uh, this is from 101, the Fox, by the way, when, when they used to broadcast the games, but now they don't. I mean, I think they still, I, I think they still do the pregame, but now, now the, uh, now the game, the actual game itself, I think it's now on a country station because I, I, th- I think they had like a better price. I think. Well, either way. Anyway, here we go. Here is, here's the call from Mitch Holtist from last year when the Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl. Hail, hail to the king of the Chiefs' kingdom forever, because today the team that Lamar Hunt founded has just won Lamar Hunt's trophy in the stadium that was Lamar Hunt's dream. Kansas City is the AFC champion. They are headed to Miami for Super Bowl 54. Final score, Kansas City 35, Tennessee 24. And the Capital Federal Postgame Report begins after this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. Yeah, so there you go. I know why I left that in there. I, I probably should have cut it off at the uh, final score, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it was. I don't know. I think it was the just the excitement because 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 what you got to what you got to realize, folks, is that before the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, they had not been to the Super Bowl in five decades. And the last time they played in the Super Bowl, uh, uh, before before for their game against uh, San Francisco last year was against the Minnesota Vikings, I think, and they, and they uh uh and they beat them and that was the last time that they went to Super Bowl since 1970 and then in uh, yes, yeah, so then 50 years later we got it. <laughs> uh you know, some some good things take time. So the saying goes. All right, let's see. Where's the I can see the Frank Clark. Okay. All right, I got All right, I got a, got a got a couple of excerpts from Super Bowl 54, I know I've played these before, but I want to play them again because it's just, it's so exciting. Super Bowl. All right, here we go. Here is, uh, here's Frank the Clark Sharp. Uh, yeah, here, here's Frank the, yeah, Frank the Shark Clark. I'm sorry. <laughs> Frank Clark, but he's known as the Shark. So here he is doing some really awesome defensive work for us. Garoppolo in the pocket. Garoppolo playing for San Francisco, of course. Garoppolo in the pocket. He's being hit. He's being wrapped up. He's being throws the ball away. It'll be an illegal touch if nothing else. It'll go as a sack. Frank the Shark Clark. Frank the Clark Shark. Frank the Shark Clark got him in his grasp. Oh man, I think I think I can hear him like jumping around, kind of real, or like I'm not sure exactly what he was doing, but it sounded like he was. Uh, I don't know it's it it kind of sounded like he bumped against something, and the mic picked up, but I and the mic picked it up. I guess nobody really noticed. 
don't know. It's just, it's, you know, it's like, you know, the little, little things. Little things. All right. And here is, okay, here's Williams scoring the last touchdown of the game. This isn't about the fourth quarter because just, just for a quick refresher, it was uh, fourth quarter and there was like, I think there was about six minutes left and San Francisco, they were up on us. But, uh, well, we uh, did a little magic and then here's Williams running it in for the final touchdown. Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, Damian Williams runs to immortality and will be remembered forever in the Chiefs kingdom, a 38-yard touchdown run, and the Chiefs lead 30 to 20. Nice. And that was the final score, as a matter of fact, here is... Here's the declaration that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. This, this, is, this is really incredible. The game is over, and the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Final score, Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. All right, so it was 31-20. I forgot about the little extra point that they tacked on at the end, but... Hey, a victory's a victory, and we got it, and now we're going back, baby. We're going back. This time we're going to Tampa. The last time the Chief, uh, I'm sorry, the last time Super Bowl was held in Tampa was 2009, and I, 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 I remember, I think it was, let me think, I think it was Arizona versus Pittsburgh, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was Arizona versus Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh won. So anyway... Here now is uh, the declaration about the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl for the second time. Here we go. One more snap. Mahomes goes to a knee. The trophy stays here because the Lamar Hunt trophy stays anchored in the hearts of everyone who shares Lamar Hunt's vision. The Chiefs kingdom captures the trophy and it stays here. Yes. The Chiefs are back-to-back AFC champions. And the Super Bowl 54 champions are ready to run it back. They are headed to Super Bowl 55 as a road team to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chiefs win the AFC championship 38, Buffalo 24. So this is yet another Super Bowl that Buffalo will not be going to. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Buffalo, Buffalo a little bit because, you know, as you know, as, as much as they try, you know, they 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 can't seem to get it. You know, they 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 can't seem to reach the top of the mountain. I don't know why, but anyway, what? Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay, all right, uh, all right. Uh, so last week on the show, I played an excerpt from Joe Rogan's podcast where he had on Lenny Clark who is telling some Sam Kennison stories. And he told one about Sam, and it involves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, figure just, uh, it's, it's, it's a short little story, but uh, here it is. Hope you enjoy it. The year that Tampa lost every game, the professional football team, and they came in some big offensive linemen, biggest guys I've ever seen. Can we meet Sam? Yeah, Sam, these guys want to meet you. And one of them breaks out a little blow, and Sam goes, blows away. And he goes, whoa! And Sam takes out a bag, puts it down. 
Not do the rest, you pussies. And walks out, and they look at him like, yeah, he's not human. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's that 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 shows you just how much of a wild man Sam was. I mean, for him to do like that amount of coke in front of all those people in just like in in one sniff, I I I I don't know what his technique was. I mean, I've I've heard him. I mean, I've I've heard I've heard stories about him for years. Uh, like uh, but there was one time where well, it was it was actually it was the day it, it was the Friday. No, it was the Monday after he had died. And on the Howard Stern show, they were reflect, they were reminiscing on him, and uh, Howard remembered the time when Sam was at the radio station and he had a big, big bag of coke. And Howard's like, "Hey, look, Sam, you know, I don't mind if you, uh, you know, do drugs and stuff, but you know, this is this is radio, this is government, fed, you know, federal, federally regulated, all that stuff." And Sam's like, "All right, I, I got it, I got it, I got it." And uh, but yeah, but that that was that was just one of the, you know that, that was, that was an interesting little story about you know that, that's something I never knew. Sam, uh, Sam Kinison hanging out with football players and telling them, "Hey, do all this blow, man." <laughs> it's it's just it's it's wild, absolutely wild. All right, eight one three six zero two two seven one five. Love to hear from you tonight. Uh, the uh, um, all right. Well, let's uh. uh I really don't have all that much else in regards to sports, really. I mean, that's it's. I mean, just just like you know the uh, just the uh, Super Bowl. And that's about it, really. That's all you really need. That's all you really need. All right, now I would like to uh, play this, and I've 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 talked about this radio station before, and how I'm. Uh, it's it's just it's it's. I mean, you know, the music is good. Some of the uh, you know some of the personalities I can tolerate, but. The morning show is just something that I am just not crazy about. And saying it was in the realm of uh, sports. So in, so back in whenever this was, I think it was like April or May or whenever this trend started, the uh, morning show guy, he says that he has a neighborhood band and they're known as the Murder Hornets. And they write these songs about, Mainly the coronavirus, and I really don't think they are all that amusing. So, typically, typically I've noticed that when 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 you have, when you have a fan made song about a sports contest, usually it it you know it could either be really good or really meh. And in my opinion, this is an example of something that's just yeah, <laughs> not 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 so great, not so great if you ask me. Uh, this is, uh, from the Murder Hornets, the female version of the group. This is so far their one and only thing. And they, they did this song about Tom Brady and, and of course it's to the tune of the Brady Bunch. And well, you know, you decide if it's, you know, you render a verdict. I don't think it's all that great, but I'm going to play it anyway. There you go. It's only about a minute. Here's the story of a man named Brady Who has played the Super Bowl nine times in all He's won six rings, throwing touchdowns With some deflated balls Here's the story Yeah, by the way, that line just, it's just, like, it's way, way too obvious Of another QB He is younger and his name is Pat Mahomes he played last year for Kansas City. No kidding. 
Well, no kidding. He brought the trophy home. And no Sunday when Tom Brady plays this fellow. And we know that fans will be in Patrick's bunch. Because she's fans and many won't be rooting. They're the ones who really hate Tom Brady's guts. Tom Brady's guts. They hate his guts. And will Patriots fans be rooting for the Bucks? Wow, that was oh man. I just I I I I I don't even like I I could not find one element of comedy in that. Not one. That 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 did did not make me laugh at all. It's just it's just it it's it seems so. It's just like it it seemed it it did not seem. I don't know. I'm not sure how much work was put in that song. I really don't. And uh, so now kind of continuing with the theme of uh, this radio show and the uh, issues that I have with it. But uh, nevertheless, so they got this guy on Mike Evans. He's like their Hollywood reporter. And he's pretty old. I think he's like in his 70s, I think. And... He does a lot of idiosyncrasies that kind of bug me. And so, well, this this is him talking about something. And then, and then, well, this this is just so troubling to me. Let, 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 listen to this. It is World Cancer Day. Pray for somebody that has cancer. It is also Make Homemade Soup Day. Make homemade soup, homie? Hang on a second. Here's a guy who's like 70-something years old, and he's saying, homie. I just like I don't know. It's just like it's it's it seems like when whenever older people try and fit in with the youth of today, it's just like it doesn't it it doesn't it doesn't really work. It doesn't translate all that well. I mean, you know, if if you know if someone you know someone's like seventy five, eighty years old, they're saying, "Hey, what's up, homie?" It's like no. <laughs> it's it's just it's sad. It's sad to me when you have much older people who try and act like today's kids. It's just, it's, it's not working. Anyway, here's where I have the big issue. I have a recipe. Homemade soup, homie. I have a recipe for steak soup that calls for a stick of butter. It is so good. I only make soup for Mackenzie when she has COVID. That's my deal. Wow. Hold on. I got to play that again. That's my deal. It's true. She's of butter. It is so good. I only make soup for Mackenzie when she has COVID. Wow. Why would anyone make such a comment of that caliber? I mean, this is a virus. This is a virus. Does he not understand the severity of it and how... When you make jokes about it, you have to really step on eggshells. You have to be real careful about it because you don't know who you're going to, you know, who you might offend. And I'm just offended because I didn't, you know, I I did not find that quote-unquote joke funny at all. And then I'm not sure if she just goes along with it, but here's her here's her response to that. I just want to replay his asinine comment, and then I want to go back to, and then let's get her response. When she has COVID, you make soup for Mackenzie when she has COVID. That's my deal. It's true. It was yeah. really good. Well, there you go. 
I think she was probably just going along with it. That that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. That that's just what I think. And it's just it's 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 completely irresponsible to say that because what if you know what if what if there's you know what if there's a brand new listener of the program and they don't know that he's quote unquote messing around. I mean this 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 is this is just this is just some of the worst radio I've ever had to endure in in regards to like talking in between the songs and stuff. Now you know normally I don't mind it, but when you have banter like this, I kind of eh, I don't know. And this just proves to me, this just proves to me that because of the FCC cracked down, everyone freaking out. It's one of these programs that tapes all their stuff and then plays it after like three four songs. And, well, here's, here's, here's a portion where evidently somebody didn't do a good job of editing. So, here, let, let's listen to this. Which Murder Hornet song is going to be our official anthem for the big game this weekend? Results from our Facebook page next on 94.9 KCMO. Yeah, see right there, he, he's, he's, he's stepped on the vocals. And I'm not sure what they got going on, but there's some kind of processing because you can hear like a little bit of an echo on this song. Here, let, let, let's... Play it again. Stand by. CMO. There we go. Yeah, that's that's where the echo is. Yeah, yeah. But it just it just like I I I don't understand like how this is popular in this in this area. It's just it's it, it's it's very very baffling to me. But anyway, anyway, I hope to be out of here uh, one of these days. So. Hopefully I can go to a better, you know, better place with better opportunities and, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe a little more of a better, uh, I don't know, radio presence, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it really doesn't matter where I go, just as long as I end up somewhere that's, you know, reasonable and is, is something I'm able to uh, work with, where I can have a good work-life balance, where I'm able to hopefully do stuff like this and hopefully be paid for it because that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to hopefully within the next, oh, I don't know, maybe five years or so. I've been, I've been, I've been talking about this many, I've talked about this many times with my dad, but we haven't talked about it in a while. I really think that we should uh, get it going again. And I would love to get it going. I'd love to get it going. If, if, uh, um, I know, but uh, blindvoices.com, that, that's my thing that I want to be doing. Hopefully within the next, five years that's within the next five years and i hope that by the time i'm 35 i'm out of this particular area of the world that's it's just what i hope i mean you know i mean i hope and pray all i'd like but who knows but uh well anyway uh you know there, there, there really has not been Oh well, actually, 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 you know what? No, I, I, I take that back. There, there actually, actually has been a couple of uh, celebrity passings. I would like to uh, comment on uh, briefly. Uh, first, the uh, well, ladies first. Uh, Cloris Leachman, ninety-four, passed away about a week or so ago, and she, she, she was my first exposure to her was in get this the Beavis and Butthead movie, <laughs> and at that time she was like seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was like 69, 70 when she recorded that stuff. And from what I heard was, the the guy who was recording 
all the stuff, all the uh, voices. For some reason, what the guy did was he recorded he recorded all of Cloris Leachman's dialogue, and and her 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 character is this old is this kindly old woman who doesn't really know a lot about Beavis and Butthead, but she she tries to be like nurturing towards them, but she's always eating like candy and stuff. <laughs> so so this, so so the guy who was working with the audio, he somehow took all of the eating sounds out. But then, but then, but when he went to go like sync it up, I guess it wasn't syncing up, so he had to put them all back in. So I can only imagine how long that must have taken. But yeah, but uh, um, uh, but she was good in that. I haven't seen her in a lot of other stuff, but I know that she was. If I'm right, I I think she was on Lassie for a little bit, but it didn't last all that long. Like I I don't think she, if I'm right, if I remember correctly, I don't believe she either a got along with people on the set. Or it's just like it wasn't her scene. I honestly don't know. But uh, and uh, and and another time I saw Cloris Leachman was in an episode of Family Guy. It's uh, Petarded, season four, episode six, where Peter discovers that he is uh, he's mentally deficient, and so he's so the way the way that came about was they had a game night, and Peter was given a uh, a redact like this. Uh, a preschool version of the game Trivial Pursuit. Uh, he uh, he got his uh, stuff. He, he got all the all the uh, answers like switched out. So like all you had to do was just say like simple things, and then he uh, that that he well he ended up winning the game, and he rubs it in everyone's face. And then Brian tells him, "Hey, look, you know, Peter, if you think you're smart, why don't you apply for a uh, a MacArthur grant?" And Peter was wondering what he could do if he had all that money and then he's and then it cuts to him with Cloris Leachman he says all right Cloris I have bought you legally so now juggle these bean bags and then she goes I know how to juggle the because gotta be Cloris juggle the bean bags <laughs> so there was that and then she, I know she was on Dancing with the Stars I'm not sure how long she lasted though but uh but anyway yeah but uh so and, and another another name uh Diamond uh, Dustin Diamond Screech from Saved by the Bell no longer around, age forty-four, I believe. Wow. And you know uh, that 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 was one I definitely would have not have uh, envisioned being so suddenly. But you know, in Saved by the Bell, I I, wa- I watched an episode once, and I wasn't really paying attention. It was kind of I don't know. It, it it wasn't really my thing back then. But then again, then again, I was only like I don't know eight or something. I don't know. I was fairly young when I watched it, so I really don't remember all of it. But just I don't know, it just it didn't it didn't really register with me all that much. It just it really didn't. Very strange. Very strange. All right. Now that I uh, got that, uh, let's see. Yeah, I really don't have all that much else other than these uh, two things. But I don't want to end the show early. But eh. All right. Here's all I'll do. Uh, gonna do a quick little musical interlude uh, um, uh, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be the official musical interlude but it's gonna be a little musical interlude nonetheless I figured you know it, I figure since I talked about that corona uh, uh, I talked uh, highlighted that ridiculous coronavirus joke which I did not find funny at all just want to stay that state that for the record here's 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 my coronavirus song. This this is this is this is 
I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like for it to get, you know, just a little bit more attention. But hey, I mean, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just happy I did it. Back after this. This damn coronavirus has been around for too long. Can't relax on the patio or mow the fucking lawn. Hindsight's 2020, but I think all our hopes are gone. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking corona. Fuck, 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 fucking corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. As the days crawl by, we wonder, will this shit ever end? When can we have a pool party with our neighbors and friends? I want to go to Taco Bell or Applebee's again. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. Our bank accounts got slightly bigger, so that doesn't suck. But the checks came from the government, they're all a bunch of schmucks. In solidarity, we scream, you incompetent fucks. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. Please, give me out of this shithole. Lawrence Ross Show. Hope you all are enjoying the program thus far. And that was the fucking Corona song that I did a while back. Anyway, it takes care of that. You know, I, I want to uh, 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 we'll talk a little about something that happened. Uh, this was, even though Wednesday was the anniversary, I want to talk about it a little bit. Actually, actually a lot, because I want to. Talk it up a little bit, because then on the other side of the interlude, I got a uh, a little breakdown of the day the music died, and I'll, I'll, I'll see how long I can take that, because it's like 7 minutes and 30-some-odd seconds, that is. But the song is 8 minutes and 40 seconds, and I'm going to be singing it live for everybody. So there's going to be a little karaoke tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Hope that you enjoy it. And uh, so, just to give everybody a quick 
little explanation as to what the day the music died was. The day the music died, it was a... It was in reference to a plane crash. Now, the plane was not known as Miss American Pie. I think it was it was just something that Don McLean just thought of when he was writing the song. But the uh, but the men who were involved, J.P. Richardson, a.k.a. the Big Bopper, hopefully I got his last name right, but uh, the Big Bopper, he did that one song, Chantilly Lace, Hello, baby! Oh, this is the Big Bopper speaking. Oh, can I what? <laughs> Admittedly, I, I, I always, I always, I always, I always get messed up when I try to sing uh, Chantilly Lace. Chantilly Lace. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I get mixed up on that. Then, uh, and n- another casualty was Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly, who did, uh, well, well, the one song I know by Buddy Holly is uh, that'll be the day a song he did with the crickets and i know that song not only from hearing on the radio but also uh growing up when i went to school i watched this movie october sky pretty frequently because because uh well the science classes would uh, show it and it was a good movie but i mean that that's 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 an, that's another that's, that's another place where i've heard that song buddy holly and the crickets and then and then uh and then uh, Richie Valens. Oh, hang on, or hang on, or was hang on, or was wait a minute. I'm getting this all mixed up. Was Richie Valens' real name the real name the Big Bopper, or was or is that J.P. Richardson? I, I don't know. But uh, but uh, but either way, uh, it was it was it was a very disastrous tour from the word go. It w- it was it wasn't any good. You know, it started bad and it ended badly. And uh, you're gonna find out some interesting facts about. The day the music died, but not quite yet. Not quite, not quite yet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, because, well, I'm gonna, gonna, uh, well, I know it's only 7:50 right now. Normally, I wait till 7:55 to hit the music, but I'm gonna, but I'll just do it now. And uh, just to give, uh, and uh, just give a little plug out there. Uh, you can check out any of the show merchandise. T-E-E spring.com forward slash stores forward slash L Ross 1987. And you can also check out uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash L Ross 1987. Or you can send me a tweet. You know, you know, I don't know why, but I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Similar off tonight, probably because I didn't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it's probably because what happened was I I, I didn't I, I didn't do the typical uh, housekeeping stuff at the beginning of the show. <laughs> All out of whack. All right. This is the Lawrence Ross Show. And I'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks for listening, everybody. This show is about making the people happy while you enjoy whatever has been selected for the great. Lawrence is stepping away from the microphone to fill up on his leftover Taco Bell. Nobody going to bathroom for about 35, 45 minutes. The Lawrence Ross Show will return after this. Around. 
washed his hands and sealed his face. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guess my name. But what puzzling you is the nature of my game. Stuck around St. Petersburg when I saw it was a time. Change killed the saw and it. 
Welcome back to the show. Who's in charge over there? Want to get involved in the program? Ain't nobody got time for this. Call or text the comment line 813-602-2715. Get off the phone with me, you ratty prick. This is the Lawrence Ross Show. Now back to our regular programming. On the turning away From the pale and downtrodden The Lawrence Ross Show. How's it going? And the words they say which we won't understand Don't accept that what's happening Is just a case of all the suffering Oh, you'll find that you're joining in The turning away It's a sin that somehow Ah, I messed it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Ross, you're out in regards to Pink Floyd karaoke for that song. <laughs> now, now, I would like to say for the record that I do not at all, in any way, shape, or form, agree with Roger Waters' very anti-Semitic comments that he's made over the years. But that being said, he makes good music. I'm not going to get on him for that. That that's that that's that seems to be the thing when it comes to people, really. You know, like 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 famous people. You know, it's like I don't know. It's like it's like it's like how much are we willing to truly forgive someone for you know any sort of infraction? Like how you know, like. How you know it's like it's like you know it's it's a it's a very it's a very strange balancing act when you have, you know, especially sports fans. You know, you have all these you know you have all these football fans and stuff, and they cheer for whoever. And I guess it doesn't matter to them that number eighty six got popped for a DUI or number forty seven is facing domestic violence charges. I I I, I don't I I don't know why more people. Uh, don't say, hey, look, you know, I, you know, I like this particular artist. I don't agree with everything they do, but, you know, I mean, I, you know, our arti- I don't know, artistic integrity, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, I, th- I think the older I get, the more I'm starting to, I don't know, I guess you like appreciate music a little bit more, I guess you could say. Try, try not to be too uh, harsh towards it. But I'm kind of stuck in this bubble of like stuff from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. Okay, the 50s, you know, but, you know, okay, the 50s up through, I'd say, the 90s and maybe the early zeros is the stuff that I typically listen to. Because uh, I've tried listening to the new music of today. I, I really have. And it's just, I'm, I'm not I'm not exactly drawn into it. And it's just, like, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know, like, what they're doing half the time. Like, I, like... Like, I don't even know if, like, I don't even know if the song is auto-tuned half the time sometimes. It's like, wait a second, was that auto-tuned or was that an actual performance? Yeah, but anyway, Pink Floyd didn't need no auto-tune, you know. Pink Pink Floyd never needed auto-tune, and neither did the Rolling Stones, man. Rolling Stones, that's, that's, off, that's off of their, uh, uh, well, 
Well, I got it off the 40 Licks album. And uh, there's, there's actually uh, that song Symphony for the Devil. That's that's a uh, that's that's heard in uh, oh that that's a plot device. That's that's used as a framing device in the book Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's right at the beginning of the book where where Raul Duke and his attorney are cruising down in that red in, in that in that apple red Jeep or whatever it was. However, however it was destroyed. I, I I got I gotta I gotta I gotta somehow somehow like find that description of the car and then try and memorize it because because the way it's described is pretty cool and uh the movie version of course had johnny depp which which which, I, which i've heard is really good but the, th- the thing that kind of baffles me and I've, I've seen the the movie version a little bit like i've seen excerpts here and there but in the opening scene they play my favorite things a christmas song which is kind of weird I, I, I don't know why they do that in a movie about drugs and you know going to las vegas but still yeah i don't know yeah but anyway 813-602-2715 remember ladies and gentlemen if you text me your super bowl predictions the first person to send me a tampa text or a kansas text whoever's first on kansas you get something and who's ever first with a tampa uh prediction you get something so there you go I really wish I had more prizes. I mean, I, I, I know I say this a lot. I mean, I, 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 I really wish I had, like, more prizes. I wish I had, like, more cool stuff to offer. But this is, this is pretty much all I could offer at this current time. It's all I got, man. It's all I got. All right. Now, earlier I teased the, uh, uh, the day the music died. So this is, this is from Weird History, a favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels. I just, I don't know, just, I, I, I like the uh, delivery this guy has, and I like the music, too. The, the music is pretty cool to have in the background. But the only drawback is that they, they're a monetized channel, so basically what happens is you click on the channel, you go to watch something, and then, like, halfway through or two minutes in or however minutes in, right when they're about to go to another thing, like, it cuts off and then an ad displays, and then... So what I do is, since I can't find a good YouTube file to MP3 service anymore, I gotta I gotta do it in real time. So some of these edits you're gonna hear are kind of meh, but nevertheless, here's here's a here's a whole here's a whole breakdown of the day the music died, what led up to it, in the aftermath, and uh, well, stay tuned for more. So here we go. Let's 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 go step by step with this one. Here we go. Let's go back to the year is 1959. Buddy Holly, Richie Valance, and the Big Bopper. How did it all happen? Let's find out. The Winter Dance Party Tour, headlined by Buddy Holly, who had recently broke away from his band, The Crickets, was seemingly doomed from the very beginning. It started on January 23, 1959 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and zigzagged through Iowa and Minnesota with absolutely no regard for logistics. Wow. Well, first, I mean, you know, this is 1959. I mean, it's not like they, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> hey, I, I wonder, I, I wonder what was on their writers in order for them to appear. Like, I wonder, like, I, like, 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 I, well, actually, now that I think about it, I wonder which rock band or which artist started the whole writer thing the thing of hey look if you want me to perform then i need this 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 and oh yeah 
the brown M and M's, which 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 actually 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 heard, which which I've heard for years. The reason why Van Halen put that in their writer is to make sure that the promoter read it thoroughly, just just to make sure it's like, hey, wait, yeah, just to make sure that we're paying attention. Kind of like how in the movie Goodwill Hunting, written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, when when they when they initially wrote the script. On like the 60th page, there's one scene of a guy having gay sex with another guy. And the reasoning behind that was to make sure that the, uh, you know, uh, whoever it was the movie, you know, in the movie company read the thing thoroughly, you know. <laughs> just, you know, I don't know, pro- you know, uh, probably another lady was like, hey, just making sure y'all are paying attention. I mean, you know, there's, there's I mean, like, yeah, there's a bit of a curveball, but let's get back to uh, Robin Williams and how... It's not your fault. It's not your fault. All right, here we go. Continuing. Bill Griggs, a Buddy Holly historian, said, They didn't care. It was like they threw darts at a map. The tour from hell. <laughs> it's like they threw darts at a map. Insane Clown Posse act, uh, literally did that one time. They, were, they had just started selling their third album. And it was on this record label, but the record label wasn't exactly promoting it the way that they should have been. So the guys were like, all right, hey, look, the record company is only selling it in this area because they think that's the only place we'll be successful. But let's let's go out and promote ourselves and we'll see where it goes from there. So they gave a dart to their manager, this guy named Alex. They said, all right, man, all right, here's a blindfold or they had him close his eyes or, or whatever it was. So they, they had some, some sort of device to, uh, 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 to obscure his vision and like, all right, man, here's the dart. Here's a map. Throw the dart. Wherever it lands, that's where we'll promote. And the dart landed on Dallas, Texas. And they went to Dallas, Texas, and they started promoting, and people were like, wow, never heard this kind of stuff before. We like it. Anyway, sorry to get sidetracked. Continuing. That's what they named it, and it's not a bad name. To add to the crappy condition. <laughs> Hang on, I want to go back a little bit. I kind of like this part. This part's kind of like, it's 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 kind of it's kind of theatrical to me a little bit. Add to the crappy conditions, Darn happy conditions. And said, historian said, Holly Griggs. Bill Griggs, a Buddy Holly historian, said, they didn't care. It was like they threw darts at a map. The tour from hell. That's what they named it. And it's not a bad name. <laughs> the tour from hell. Oof. <laughs> to add to the crappy conditions, the musicians were forced to travel on reconditioned school buses. Not good enough for school kids. <laughs> wow. Reconditioned school buses. And you remember, this is 1959, so you know I can only imagine. You know, in all fairness, I'm not sure if they had those nice, comfortable leather, you know, leather seats that those, bu- you know, that that a lot of the modern day buses that I was on had. I think they probably had like wooden seats or something. But either way, reconditioned school buses. So, so there's so there's so there's something to consider. So even the kids of the 50s, you know. The, the buses are so lousy that what they gotta do? They they, they gotta, I mean, like I, I wonder, I wonder, like how exactly how how exactly did they refurbish an old school bus? Like, like what exactly? Do you, like, what did they do? Did they go to like PS twenty six in uh, Madison, Wisconsin? Yeah, hey there. All we want to do is just uh, you know, I uh, you know, oh, we gotta take this bus out of commission. You know, not good for the kids. So yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. It's just v- very strange. Anyway. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm stunned by that a reconditioned school bus. Wow, <laughs> that 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 is something. 
That's something right there. For school kids, but school buses, not good enough for school kids, according to Griggs. The buses were unheated and driving through the bitterly cold winters of Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa over icy roads took its toll on the vehicles and its passengers. Well, I would think so, because if you're cruising around in a, you know, in a bus with no heat, by the way, and it's and it's and it's below and it's and it's and it's probably what six degrees below outside throwing the wind chill factor. Well, I'm not sure what the weather was like back in 1959 in uh, Wisconsin, but yeah, icy roads, no heat. I I I can kind of under, I can kind of understand why I can understand why these guys had a bad time going to the gigs. Griggs estimates that five separate buses were used in the first 11 days of the tour. What? Wait, wait, wait! Five buses? Okay, so that so that so that equates to, gosh, what? Getting a new bus every two days? I I think that's what it I think that's what it would equate to. Getting a new bus every every two days because you know uh, you know two times five is ten, and then there's that eleventh day. So yeah, so yeah, that, that's just oof, man. That that's, I, I I can only imagine how much that must have costed. Five refurbished no heat school buses over an eleven day period. <laughs> I'd I'd, lo- I'd, lo- I'd love to, I'd love to have seen the accounting on that one. You know the bean counter. You know, got to look at the expense report for that. Okay, you got a bus here. You got a Wait, another bus? What? What happened? What? 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 what breakdown? Yeah, yeah, it bust of. Holly's guitarist on the tour, Tommy Alsop, remembers driving through Wisconsin. We had started up this incline. It was snowing real bad, and the bus just started going slower and slower. And the lights got dimmer and dimmer. And all of a sudden, the bus stopped. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's like. You know, you know, that's kind of like that, that's kind of that's kind of like something out of the movies, you know, where where everything goes wrong. Basically, it's 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 just like that. Basically, get right to the top of the hill, and then all of a sudden, nope, bus ain't going anywhere. Hang on, I want to go back a little bit. I want to recap uh, recap that real. Bus quick. stopped, but and dimmer, bad, and the bus just started going slower and slower, Uh-oh. and the lights got dimmer Powering and dimmer, down. and all of a sudden, the bus stopped. Oh. Ugh, dying. Well, they, well, you know, in all fairness, they didn't have low power mode back then. The driver said, the bus is frozen. Oh, man. <laughs> that has got, oh, man. I, I, I think second only to uh, our airline pilot when we went to Hawaii. But, uh, just, 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 a real qu- uh, just a real quick family story. Me and my family went to Hawaii back in 2008. And it was it was a fun time, but we when we came back to uh, Florida, we had to go Hawaii to Dallas. So we go so right. So we board the plane, and uh, it's uh, you know uh, we're about ready to take off. Guy gets on the uh, uh, guy gets on the speaker, and I kid you not, this is exactly what he says. This is this is this is this is what everyone has filed onto the plane. Here's what this dude says. Guy comes on. He goes, <clears throat> "Flight tents, please prepare for landing." I mean, takeoff. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, man. We. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. We haven't even taxied yet. We haven't even watched the safety lecture just yet. And you wanna and 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 you and and this dude just said, "Please prepare for landing." We're already on the ground, man. How does that work? 
We're, we, we've kind of already landed, technically. And then about 45 minutes later, we get this lovely announcement. Bing! Bing! Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, we are out of food. It's like, what? It's like, it's like how do you run out of food if you're in an airplane? I, 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 I don't get that. I, I don't understand that. How, how can you run out of food... When you have an eight-hour flight over the Pacific from Hawaii to Dallas. <laughs> oh, well, it uh, uh, didn't really bug me too much. I mean, I had a mini can of Pringles and just slept the whole way. So, But still, I mean, you know, for those other passengers, oh, that, 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 that had to suck. All right, here we go. The musicians huddled together under blankets, burned newspapers in the aisle of the bus, drank shots, and told each other stories. It was so cold, Holly's drummer Carl Bunch suffered frostbite in his feet and subsequently missed the next tour date. Oh, man, that's got to suck. Holly's last. Oh, man. These hellish Holly's last. These hellish travel conditions would be what drove Holly to chartering an airplane on the night of February 3rd. Yeah, because I guess he was. Yeah, because 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 basically he was like, "Screw this, man! I can't 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 can't, can't be traveling around in another unheated bus that might crap out on us before we get to you know, uh, uh, you know, before we get to uh, where we gotta go." For more than a week, Holly Richardson Valens and the rest of the musicians on the tour traveled around the Upper Midwest in a bus, facing one challenge after another. The consensus was that everyone... All right, it was Richards, not Richardson. <laughs> ...on the bus was growing tired and bitter due to the bad conditions. Not having any clean clothes didn't help matters. Part of the reason why Holly suggested... Uh-oh, looks like the names are getting restless. I think I want to back up a little bit on something here. ...reason why Holly suggested skipping the... ...reason why... ...after another. The consensus was that everyone on the bus was growing tired and bitter due to the bad conditions. Well, I wouldn't blame them, you know? I wouldn't blame him all that much. You know, you got all... It's it's just... It sucks. It just sucks, man. You know, it sucks when you can't... Uh, you know... Anyway. Not having any clean clothes didn't help matters. Oh, jeez. I can imagine what that must have smelled like. Oh, man. Matters. Part of the reason why Holly suggested skipping the bus ride after their Fargo, North Dakota gig to Moorhead, Minnesota was because he wanted to wash his clothes. Yeah, well, that makes sense, you know. And it's not like, you know... And in all, you know, in all fairness, I mean, you know, it's it's not like it's it's not like it's not like there was like a, you know, it's like there's a laundry place that was open at like midnight, <laughs> you know. It was it was almost like he was saying, okay, look, you know, I'll take, you know, I'll, I'll I'll gladly take the dirty clothes, but uh, you know, I just want to wash them so so I can at least look somewhat presentable <laughs> when I'm up there doing uh, Chantilly lace for the ladies. Anyway, continuing. He figured the 400-mile flight from Fargo to Moorhead would buy him some spare time to do laundry and sleep before having to take the stage the following day. Yeah, well, hey, logic. You can't argue with that. Guy makes a, He's making a good point there. The other musicians agreed, and Valens, Richardson, and Holly took everyone's dirty laundry on board with them when they set off from the airport. Ah, there you go. Smart thinking. Kind of sounds like the music is... It, 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 it. <laughs> kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Norwegian Wood by the Beatles, which is that which which Norwegian Wood is about a man who commits arson after uh, um, after spending the night at a lady's house. Anyway, 
Richie Valens wasn't originally supposed to board Holly's chartered plane. Oh, okay. How'd that happen? Holly offered one of the two spare seats to Dion DiMucci of Dion and the Belmonts, the opener on the tour. The flight cost Holly $108, so he offered Dion a spot on the plane for $36, a third of the price. Huh, not too bad. And of course, with this being 1959, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what the numbers would be today, but hey, you know, 36 bucks. I mean, b- back then, I mean, that, 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 that's, you know, that, that pretty flashy in some cases. Dion remembers the $36 offer because it was a significant amount of money to him. When Buddy said, that will be $36, he hit the magic number in my head. <laughs> that will be $36. <laughs> I'm not sure if he actually ever truly said that. I mean, maybe he was just paraphrasing, or maybe he was just trying to make it seem like he said something kind of kind of cute. Anyway, that'll be $36. The rent for my parents' apartment was $36, and they argued all my f***ing life over that $36 because my father was a beautiful guy, but he was an emotional 13-year-old, and he never worked. Wow. Okay, he, so he's an emotional 13-year-old, beautiful guy, but he never worked. How does that, how's that work exactly? Ultimately, Dion thought the $36 fare, which was equivalent to well over $300 today, was oh, okay. too big of an expense to justify, so he passed on Holly's offer. Oh, dang it. By the way, that little bring up in the audio, by the way, that, that was, uh, um, uh, 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 that was me, I accidentally pushed the uh, button by mistake. I, I, I didn't mean to hit pause in the middle of that. Holly then asked his two bandmates if they wanted the seats. Guitarist Tommy Alsup and bassist Waylon Jennings were all set to make the flight. The Waylon, uh, 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 the Waylon Jennings, by the way. But things changed when Richardson's flu, which he'd been battling for days, got worse. Jennings graciously gave the ailing Big Bopper his seat. Valens, who famously hated airplanes, was fighting a bad cold himself and asked Alsup for the other seat. Alsup still remembers the exchange he had with Valens after the singer said, Are you going to let me fly, guy? Alsup said, No, let's flip a coin for it. Wow, flip a coin. And, 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 after, and, after, after, the, uh, uh, and after this, there's, 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 a, uh, uh, there's a very similar uh, rock and roll story about a decision that ended up being costly, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. I don't know why I said we should flip for it, because I'd been telling him no all evening. But I pulled a half dollar out of my pocket. I've never understood what made me. It just happened. I flipped the 50 cent piece and said, call it. Richie said, heads. And it came down heads. Now that I think about it, I think he was probably just doing that, probably just to get Richie Valens off his back. Like he was, it was, it was, it was probably cases of, it was probably one of those cases of like, all right, dude, <laughs> dude, if you just, dude, if, if, if we, you know, I know you've been, I know I've been saying no all evening, but fine. If it'll shut you up, we'll flip for this coin, and then we can just continue on, man. Before he became an outlaw country music badass, Waylon Jennings played bass for Holly. When Holly told Jennings he had reserved one of the seats for him, the future bad boy of country music offered his spot to the big bopper, who had been fighting a savage flu throughout a good portion of the tour. Holly found it funny that Jennings was going to spend another cold night traveling on the road in a tour bus and told him, Nah, sucks to be you. No, he didn't tell him that. He, he, he said this. I hope your damn bus freezes up again. <laughs> wow. Ouch. Jennings responded with a zinger of his own, saying, Well, I hope your old plane crashes. Oh, ouch. 
And, and, and I think I think I think till his dying day, Waylon Jennings has said that comment has haunted him pretty much for the rest of his life, which I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all for saying that for for thinking that, you know, those words came to haunt Jennings. God almighty. For years, I thought I caused the crash. Wow. Survivor's guilt right there. February 2nd, 1959, marked the 11th stop of the tour at the Surf Ballroom in Clear Lake, Iowa. But it should be pointed out that this date wasn't even on the original tour itinerary. Oh, okay. The second was supposed to be a day off for the musicians, but the tour's booker called ahead and found a venue to accommodate the lineup. After all, a day off meant no earnings. Uh, good point. Good point. The musicians performed two sets at the surf ballroom, the last of which ended around midnight. After the sets, a small, was on the set list. small group of fans. Fo- I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. Small group of fans followed Holly, Valens, and Richardson to the airport and waved as the three men boarded the plane. Probably just make sure, hey, you know, you know, like, hey, you know, hey guys, thanks for coming out to our lovely town. You know, we'll see you later. Hopefully, you guys got great sound. Godspeed, all that stuff. As snow blew through the air, the small four-seat Beechcraft Bonanza took off just after 12.30 a.m. on February 3rd. According to the Civil Aeronautics Board's report, the aircraft took off toward the south in a normal manner. After flying approximately five miles, witnesses back at the airport saw the plane's taillight slowly descending before completely disappearing. Radio contact with the aircraft disappeared as well. Aerial searches conducted the next morning found the plane in a snow-covered farm field. With no witnesses, it's difficult to say exactly what happened to the plane carrying Valens, Richardson, Holly, and Peterson. Right, but, but, this might provide a little bit of an explanation, but, eh, draw your own conclusion. Here we go. But experts estimate it hit the ground at more than 170 miles per hour. Authorities believe the tip of the right wing was the first part to make contact with the ground, and all three musicians were thrown from the craft as it flipped over and tore apart, before coming to stop against a barbed wire fence. Holly and Valens were each found about 17 feet from the plane, while authorities discovered Richardson around 40 feet away. Oh, man. You know, I'm, 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 try, I'm trying, to, trying to imagine, you know, what, what, what that must have been like. You know, they, they, they were, you know, probably strapped in, and then all of a sudden... They're thrown. They're thrown from the plane with such force. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's just, it's, wow. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I'm trying to, trying to wrap my head around how exactly they're thrown. They, they were thrown from the plane with such force. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, like, I'm surprised they weren't still found in their seats, strapped in. Peterson became tangled in the plane, and police found him inside the fuselage. The event was so extreme, recovery crews discovered pieces of the airplane as far as 540 feet away. Although bad weather kept authorities from reaching the aircraft and its passengers for 10 hours, coroners believed all four men perished upon impact. That's what I've heard, too. I've, I've, heard, I've heard that, uh, well, uh, it just, it just, it just, wow. The official report by the Civil Aeronautics Board concluded that Roger Peterson, the 21-year-old pilot, was too inexperienced to be flying in a snowstorm. Oh, that's oh, that's 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 kind of you know that kind of reminds me of what happened with uh, Randy Hughes. That was Patsy Cline's uh, manager, and in 1963, oddly enough, they, they were flying out of uh, Kansas, 
so, so they go to go to another show and they were told that, eh, you know, visibility might be kind of iffy. So if you want, you can stay the night and you guys can leave in the morning. And and uh, and this Randy guy, he was like, no, I'm, you know, uh, uh, I'm a pilot. I should be able to handle this. But it turns out that uh, uh, he wasn't. And and, w- and when, when that when that time comes, I will have a uh, 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 I should be able to find a little uh, little retrospective on uh, Patsy Klein play it for y'all. Anyway, here we go. Peterson had logged 711 flying hours and had been flying for over four years. All right, 700, 711 hours over uh, a four-year period. All right, you know that's that's you know that's that's you know that's that's pretty you know that's pretty good. So okay, so let's see, 711 divided by four. Uh, yeah. Uh, hang on. So let's see. So that so, so that so that equates to about I'd say maybe a hundred. I don't know. Uh. Uh, oh, like a uh, hundred, maybe. Wait, hang on a second. Uh, hundred eighty? No, hang on a second. Maybe, maybe, maybe that equates to about maybe like hundred seventy-seven some hours per year. I think. I think. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the exact number would be, but so. Wait, hang on a second. Let's find out. Hey, Alexa. Seven hundred eleven divided by four. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh yeah, yeah. So 177. There you go. All right. I mean that that's you know that's not too bad. That's not too bad if it's you know that over four year period, three hours per year. But I mean, but but in all fairness, I mean like you know this, this you know you know it depends on like where he was going, all that stuff. I mean like he probably you know who knows where he could have been going, just 711 hours in four years. Anyway. But since the plane showed neither the engine nor other aircraft mechanics malfunctioned and the landing gear was still in the up position, officials said Peterson's lack of experience flying in snowy weather caused the crash. They also found no evidence anyone told Peterson about two flash advisories issued by the U.S. Weather Bureau that morning regarding an incoming blizzard that would greatly reduce visibility. Although a seasoned pilot could successfully fly through this situation, they would need to rely on their instrumentation to navigate since they wouldn't be able to see the horizon line out the window. Ultimately, the Civil Aeronautics Board concluded that Peterson didn't have enough experience flying in this manner. It's also possible he may have become confused at the plane's gyroscope, which operated in the opposite way of other planes he piloted, meaning Peterson may have believed he was ascending, but was actually flying the plane towards the ground. Oh, man. Wow. That, that that's that that's 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 just whew. that that's frightening man and 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 uh the, the, other, the, the, the other thing i'm really curious about is you know i mean you know they they they, they were like was 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 that committee was that committee before the uh, national transport uh the 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 ntsb it probably had to have been because you know no because because normally when you hear about a plane crash now you always say the NTSB investigating, but then they went to some other committee, huh? Or I don't know, maybe I don't know, maybe they changed their name. I, I don't know. I I I I I haven't done a lot of research on that. <clears throat> but anyway, <clears throat> all right. Now the the other uh, uh the other rock and roll theme story that kind of reminded me of uh, what happened with uh, uh, Will and Jennings. 
and uh, Buddy Holly. Uh, 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 going back to that story in regards to flipping for the seat, that kind of reminds me of something that happened. Uh, this is in, I think it was 86. Uh, yeah, it was 86 Metallica. They, 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 were, uh, um, uh, they were on a tour bus one night. And if I remember, I think uh, it was Kirk Hammond and uh, Cliff, their bassist. They were playing poker, and I th- I think the uh, I think the deciding factor was it was either like whoever won would get the top bunk, and the loser got the bottom bunk. And uh, Kirk got the bottom bunk, and Cliff got the top bunk. And and uh, and and what happened was while everyone while everyone was asleep except for the driver, who the driver was found not at fault, by the way, because there was no way he could have controlled the vehicle on the, uh, on, on the, on the icy, slick, icy road. Uh, it was, it was, well, actually, no, it was, it, there, there was, there was a patch of, uh, remember, I think there was a patch of black ice and the bus careened and uh, Cliff passed away. But yeah, but I, in all fairness, I don't think I, in all fairness, I'm not sure if I told the story right. But, uh, at any rate, we can do a little uh, musical uh, thing for you right now, everybody. Uh, wait, hold on a second. Let me turn it down. I want to make sure I got this the right. Okay. That. Wait, wait. Bonk. There we go. Okay, good. Okay. All right, we got that. Okay. By the way, 813-602-2715. Would love to hear from you tonight. Text or call. Would love to hear from you either way. And uh, so, yes. So, oh, wait a second. Darn it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what the? Ah, oh, dang it. Hang on, I gotta, gotta redo it. Hang on, just, this is just, this is on the fly radio, folks. So you gotta, you gotta, gotta, <laughs> gotta bear with me. I know you're listening to this as a podcast right now, and you're probably jumping through it like, get to it, man, get to it. I'll get to it, just relax, jeez. All right, here we go. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I promised earlier, we're doing a little karaoke. And, uh, well, who knows? I might do a little more after this because it's like an eight-minute song. Holy moly. All right, 7.32 now. 8.32 now. I'm sorry, 8.32. No, I still got to get used to getting this damn time right. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, going to do American Pie, going to do it live. So, here we go. And I got this off of uh, Spotify because I was able to find uh, the, uh, the track on YouTube. But what happened was, when, it, when, I w- when I was recording it, it, of course, stopped right in the middle because of a dang pre-roll. Because uh, 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 of some sort of ad. And then when I went to edit it, I completely just... Ugh. Man, I totally messed it up. I mean, like I, I thought I had it, but but I just I, I just I messed it up somehow, and it just it it didn't it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. So I had to find some uh, <laughs> so I had to find some uh, karaoke track. <laughs> so, at any rate, here we go. Hope you guys enjoy it. A long, long time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. Good. And I knew if I had my chance, 
that I could make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while. This one's a little strange, but I gotta get through it. But February made me shiver with every paper I deliver. Bad news on the doorstep. I couldn't take one more step. I can't remember if I cried when I read about his widowed bride. But something touched me deep inside the day. The music died. So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, this will be the day that I die. This will be the day that I die. Did you write the book of love? And do you have faith in God above? If the Bible tells you so. Now do you believe in rock and roll? Can music save your mortal soul? And can you teach me how to dance real slow? Well, I know that you're in love with him Cause I saw you dancing in the gym You both kicked off your shoes Man, I dig those rhythm and blues I was alone, the teenage bronc and buck With a pink carnation and a pickup truck But I knew I was out of luck Cause the day the music died I started singing bye by this American pie Drove my Chevy to the levee but the levee was dry and them good old boys are drinking whiskey and rye Singing this will be the day that I die This will be the day that I die Now for ten years we've been on our own And moss grows fat on a rolling stone But that's not how it used to be When the jester sang for the king and queen in a coat he borrowed from James Dean in a voice that came from you and me. Oh, and while the king was looking down, the jester stole his thorny crown. The courtroom was adjourned. No verdict was returned. And while Lenin read a book on Marx, the quartet practiced in the park. And we sang dirges in the dark The day the music died We started singing bye bye Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee But the levee was dry And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye Singing this will be the day that I die This will be the day that I die Helter skelter in the summer swelter The birds flew off in a fallout shell And eight miles high and falling fast The land landed foul on the grass 
The play is tried for a forward pass with the jester on the sidelines in a cast. Now the halftime air was sweet perfume while the sergeants played a marching tune. We all got up to dance. Oh, but we never got the chance. Cause the players tried to take the field. The marching band refused to yield. Do you recall what was revealed the day the music died? We were singing bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this will be the day that I die. This will be the day that I die. Oh, and there we were all in one place. A generation lost in space with no time left to start again. So come on, Jack, be nimble. Jack, be quick. Jack Flash sat on a candlestick because fire is the devil's only friend. Oh, and as I watched him on the stage, my hands were clenched in fists of rage. No angel born in hell could break that Satan spell. And as the flames climbed high into the night to light the sacrificial rite, I saw Satan laughing with delight the day the music died. He was singing bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, this will be the day that I die. This will be the day that I die. I met a girl who sang the blues, and I asked her for some happy news. But she just smiled and turned away. I went down to the sacred store where I'd heard the music years before. But the man there said the music wouldn't play. But in the streets the children screamed, the lovers cried and the poets dreamed. But not a not a word was spoken the church bells all were broken and the three men i admire most the father son and the holy ghost they caught the last train for the coast the day the music died and they were singing Bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee But the levee was dry And them good old boys Were drinking whiskey and rye Singing, this will be the day that I die This will be the day that I die They were singing 
Bye bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this will be the day that I die. There it is. Live version of American Pie. I know it kind of messed up on the intro and the outro part, but you realize because the way that piano was played, it kind of kind of throws me off a little bit. It kind of threw me off a little bit. It was it was a style that I hadn't really had been accustomed to, and I I wonder if it's a challenge for anybody who ever has done a cover of that, trying to find like a good, like like a, like a like a good decent like uh, like version of it that they can use to where it doesn't sound like it's all over the place. But at any rate, all right. Let's see what else do I. Well, well, let's see. I figure, eh, I, I suppose, eh, I suppose maybe I could probably, uh, huh. let me try something here. I'm going to, uh, let's see. Let's see. Now, I've played this song before because I like it. And, well, actually, you know, this actually used to be the show's opener. It was part of the show's opener back in the day. And, I mean, I like, I mean, I like it because of the message that it basically sends. It, it, it basically tells people, hey, look, you're not all high and mighty. You know, you think your crap doesn't stink. And, uh, well, you know, you're not that special and you got to get over it. So let's see. Okay. I got to turn the vocals down. Okay. I got to turn that down a little bit. Okay. All right. Now I'm not sure how good this is going to sound, but yep, let's give it a go. Why not? This, this is a good one that I like. I mean, all right. Here we go. Hang on. This should be it. All right. And here we go. And then after this, I think I might play a uh, George Carlin bit about sports to wrap up the night. All right, here we go. That's because I used the vocal remover effect on Audacity, so that's why it sounds like that. Here we go. Turn that down. There we go. All right, here we go. Get over by the Eagles. Here we go. I turn on the tube. What do I see? A whole lot of people crying. Don't blame me. They point their crooked little fingers at everybody else. Spend all their time feeling sorry for themselves. A victim of this. A victim of that. Your mama's too thin and your daddy's too fat. Get over it. Woo! Get over it. And crying and pitching a fit. Get over it. Get over it. I don't know why I forgot the all this running and crying part. <clears throat> you say you haven't been the same since you had your little crash. But you might feel better if I gave you some cash. 
The more I think about it, old Billy was right. Let's kill all the lawyers. Kill them tonight. You don't want to work. You want to live like a king. But the big bad world doesn't owe you a thing. Get over it. Get over it. All this running and crying and pitching a fit. Get over it. Get over it. to confession every time I hear you speak you make up your moves of your lose a trick some call it sick I call it weak uh, yeah 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 dragging around like a ball and chain you wallow in the guilt you wallow in the pain you wear it like a flag bringing everybody bring it oh, dang it <laughs> You blame it on the present, you blame it on the past I'd like to find your inner child and kick its little ass Get over it! Get over it! Running and crying and pitching a fit Get over it! Get over it! Get over it! Get over it! It's gotta stop sometime so why don't you quit? Get over it! Get over it! Yeah! I just remember hearing this song as a kid and I remember the end part. Just him going, get over it! <laughs> uh, kind of messed it up on the end there, but you know, it happens, you know? It happens. He says, get over it, but I, uh, but it didn't, uh, um, I, I, uh, I kind of messed it up. All right. Well, okay. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, don't have all that much else, but, uh, I would like to, uh, do something here. Let's see here. Where is that one thing? Let's see. Where is it? Free. Okay, cool. All right, now, just, just, just to give you a little idea, so I'm gonna play for you real quick. Back in 1999, there was a seven-disc box set that came out of uh, George Carlin, and uh, it's known as the Little David Years. It's a reference to all of the albums that he did when he was on this record label, Little David. And uh, so, so it was. It was a so it was six original albums, and then there was an album that was full of like previously previously unreleased stuff. Like oh oh like oh this is a good one. This is a good one. So th this is probably <laughs> this is this is, pro this is probably the most graphic I've ever heard George Carlin ever. And. Uh, we're gonna just play this for you real quick. It's uh, it's it's only a minute, and then I can do my uh, uh, spiel, and then uh, yeah, so here we go. So this is called this is this is called how to handle a heckler. Here we go. Strong language is included. Somehow Pope Corky the first 
doesn't command a lot of authority. Now, would somebody just put a dick in that guy's mouth, please? Because that's what he wants. He's a cocksucker in disguise. He's got his mouth open because he wants someone to come in it. Now, do you want to keep making noise, motherfucker, and we can find you that way? Or are you just a punk, coward, asshole, bullshit, loud motherfucker, and you're going to shut up now so we don't find out where the fuck you're sitting? Because if you keep it up, we'll grab your ass and throw you on the fucking street where you belong with your mother. And I'm fucking her in the asshole every night anyway. Damn. So fuck you and your sister and your wife. If you got a kid, I hope your fucking kid dies in a car fire. Holy jeez. How do you like that, you stupid cocksucker? <laughs> shut the fuck up and get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> you know, see? Wow. See? You gotta use psychology. <laughs> you gotta be a bit of a psychologist up here and know how to appeal to a person. <laughs> wow. Oh man. That's wild. Alright, so so it's a uh so this is a, a sports themed uh thing that he did on uh that's on this uh, free complimentary bonus disc album, which, by the way, I don't think you can get that 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 actual set. Well, well, I, I think you can. You probably, to ch- I don't know. You'd probably have to check eBay or something. But still, it's 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 probably out there. But it's it's really good. It's 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 really good. And there's actually there's a track there, there's a track that's really rare. It's it's of uh, George when he was like very young boy, and he was recording uh, stuff at Coney Island. But anyway, uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, as I say, uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, just, uh, you know, uh, be good to each other and uh, just, uh, you know, tell someone you love them. And uh, I think the Chiefs are going to get the uh, Lombardi. I think they do. My prediction for the final score. Now, don't quote me on this. I think it's going to be Chiefs 34 Tampa Bay, 28. I'll give them that. But we will have to see as to how it transpires. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Lawrence Ross. Thanks for tuning in. And the uh, contest goes on until Super Bowl Sunday, folks. Remember, text 813-602-2715. And if you give me your Super Bowl prediction, the first one with a Kansas pick... Or the first one with a Tampa pick. Well, actually, both of you. Whoever sends, hey, Kansas or Tampa, you're going to get some pretty cool stuff. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm Lawrence Ross. Good Lord willing in the creek don't rise. Tell someone you love that you love them and mean it. See you next Friday. Have a nice day. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. All right, now, before you get the idea that I'm a strictly negative person, I don't want you to go away thinking that, I, don't, I have some positive suggestions to make for some new sports, some sports that we don't have, some sports that, in fact, are missing. Where is college auto racing? You never see that. High school auto racing? They have it, but it's not organized, is it? I'd like to see mud surfing for places like Bakersfield where you don't have a goddamn ocean. Turn the garden hairs on, get in there and fucking mud surf. How about high-speed competition skipping? <laughs> Might be dangerous, you wouldn't want to do that at night. Here's a nice sport for the idle rich, airplane fishing. You'd have to have a lot of line, but who knows, it might be a whole lot of fun. Here's an exciting sport, indoor hunting. 
You don't know where the other guy is. He might be behind the couch. You got to take a piss at two in the morning. Look out, holy shit. Here's a winter sport you might enjoy, the 33-man bobsled. Well, it would give everyone a chance to participate. Here's a kind of a peaceful sport. Here's a peaceful sport, cross-country chess. While you're waiting for the other guy to think up his move, you take a fucking 60-mile hike. Okay, let's stick with the more violent impulses. I think that's more in keeping with the national character. We need some more violent sports. How about team wrestling with knives? Bowling with hand grenades. Tackle golf. While he's lining up a shot, you tackle the motherfucker. Full contact archery. Oh, fuck. How about, here's a violent sport, five-man team boxing with crowbars. Each round, 27 minutes. Why don't we have the choking matches? You never see that. Fuck all these gloves and shit. Get in there and choke some cocksucker to death. That would be fun. Well, all right, maybe the psychologists might say that we should channel some of this violent energy into more pleasant pastimes. How about some sexual sports? We don't have any. You ever think about that? There are no sexual sports. Well, we had broad jumping for a while until the feminists found out what the fuck was going on. But I'd like to see the oral sex relay races, wouldn't you? I'd sure tune in the foreplay playoffs. I think there are some sports that would be just more exciting in the nude. How about nude ski jumping? Whoa! Nude fencing? Look out! Whoa! Even nude baseball might be fun. Although I wouldn't want to see a guy with three balls on him, would you? Here's a sexual sport that's real big these days at Venice Beach, roller fucking. Two-man mixed roller fucking. How about tag team masturbation? One guy gets tired, another guy runs in the ring and relieves him, huh? Australian dick wrestling. Well, we have arm wrestling. What's wrong with dick wrestling? And call it Australian so that ESPN will run it all night and never explain the rules to anybody. Does that piss you off? God. I'm telling you that ESPN will not explain the rules to Australian football. And how do they score that game? One minute it's 43 to 29, next minute it's 116 to 88. What happened? The guy on the scoreboard had a fucking stroke. And why does the referee wear a trench coat? This is one of the great unanswered sports questions of all times. And so to wrap up my thoughts, remember, get high on sports, not drugs. But if there are no sports in your immediate area, fuck it, go ahead and get high on drugs. Yay! You are the motherfucking Antichrist! You've been listening to The Lawrence Ross Show. Email the show, blindlawrence at gmail.com. There's a letter in your mailbox. Follow him on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all ending in forward slash blindlawrence. Be careful of the fucking wall! Check out his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Lawrence Ross. Become a fan of the show on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash lross1987. I'll send your shiny happy-ass request. Rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes, or follow the show on Spotify. Search Lawrence Ross. Get out and take your sack of your weird dollars with you.
This week's edition of the Lawrence Ross Show Yikes! has just hit the brakes. Keep your ugly fucking gold brick and ass out of my beach community. You lose! Good day, sir! I was making radio shows for fun. Everybody does it. At least everybody I know does. Shut up! And baba booey to y'all. <laughs>